This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and I should have cleared my throat before I put up the microphone. Sorry. (laughs) I did it on purpose because I felt like it, all right? Sometimes I do things like that. It's my show. Nobody listens, so... All right. Uh, As is the policy of Dimland Radio, my policy on this show, that if I should ever get something wrong... On any show that I've done previously, it's pointed out to me by a listener, uh, by you know, or I find it on my own. If I find that I was wrong about something, I correct it the very next show, right at the top of it. I get right to it. I got something wrong. Let's fix it. Well, and if you are someone who does read my show notes, I know there's a couple of you out there that read my show notes every week. Uh, they are uh, at dimland.com. You go there and you click on the blog option. You can find the show notes for each show. They're up there with links to where I got my information or if I talk about a video or if I talk about uh, oh, there's movie trailers. If I give a movie recommendation, I'll put stuff like that up there so that you can you can check it out. And you can also find, most of the time, you know all the bumpers that I use, like my songs, I'll link to a YouTube video uh, sometimes it's just a song. Sometimes it's an actual video. But you'll be able to hear the whole song. Yeah. It's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you didn't recognize it from before, know the song already. So go check out the show notes. They're, if you're not checking them out, you're not getting the whole show. So if you are one of those people who does read my show notes each week, you will know what my wrongness was from last week's program. And that was um, when I got into my ARG, my Dimland Radio ARG, and uh, something that was really bothering me from uh, New Year's Eve. It was the middle section of the, of the last week's program, and uh, uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it had to do with uh, uh, New Year's Eve, the, uh, the live feed from New York's Times Square, uh, the tradition of dropping the ball at midnight, and then everybody shouting Happy New Year and kissing and confetti and all that kind of stuff. And there's a song that gets played at the beginning of each new year. I don't know how many countries use this tradition, but we do it in the United States. That's the one I know about. And the song is called Auld Lang Syne, which is a a Scottish phrase for... Something like uh, long time since, or long time, yeah, long, old, long since. I think that's what it means. Old, long since. Literal translation of the words. Which gives, which means essentially uh, times gone by. And the song, Old Lang Syne, is a pause during the celebration of a new year when it just gets here. It's a pause. And it's a somewhat melancholy song because it's singing. It, it, the sound or the lyrics are about friends that you may have forgotten, or you know, acquaintances from the past, and looking back at your past, and and having taking a moment in the at the beginning of the new year to remember that you've had a past, and there are those that are no longer with us, or friends you haven't seen, or something. Just it's a moment to pause and reflect, and. I was uh, very cheesed off at the fact that, for some reason, 
the city of New York. Now, I, I don't know who to blame. Was it the, the Fox network that we saw this on? Are they to blame? Or was it it's Times Square? I don't know. Who's to blame about this? Now, Fox Entertainment, I think their headquarters is in New York City, so there you go. And what was it that I thought happened? Well, what I complained about last week was, what's the song we hear once the ball comes down and people start chewing on each other's faces? Because, I mean, it was really disgusting. What's the song that we heard? We heard New York, New York. And I was, what the, you know, and my I was asserting last week uh, the notion that it seems as though the city of New York is intending to make sure that everybody in the world hates them. All right? Okay. So I went through all that and got all worked up about it because it's an ARG, and ARGs tend to work me up. Well, uh, when I was putting together the show notes, I thought it would be a good idea to see if I could find video of the of the night from the feed from Fox, uh, the Fox Network, or you know, I mean, we were watching the local affiliate. Uh, so see if I could find it, and I did, and and you and, and and there you go. You see, you watch the ball come down. It hits. It's midnight. Everybody else, Happy New Year. The people start devouring each other's faces, and what song do we hear playing at that moment? Old Lang Syne. Yep, it was the first song they played. Uh, it was a truncated version of the song. Uh, it was uh, it was just the, it was just the music. It was sort of the the warbly sounding horns, if you know what I mean, you know, like that. And it was playing underneath. And at some point, a couple of the hosts attempted to sing along with it just for a little bit, but then they tailed off. And the and the it, it, now it so it did play. I was wrong. And the reason why I figured this out. The reason why. I didn't notice that it had played was because Amy and Hayden and I were wishing each other a happy new year and by the time we quieted down Fox was already playing New York New York and I thought what the hell <laughs> what what did they play so so I, I missed it because it was sort of an audio version of blink and you miss it although maybe not that quick so I found the video and I and I and I watched it and I timed it. So it, 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 they start playing the song at, at about 17 seconds into the video, and then 28 seconds later they're done playing "Auld Lang Syne" and they're kicking into "New York, New York." 28 seconds isn't really that short a time, but what they gave us was just pretty much the first part of the song, the first set of lyrics. They don't even go to the chorus of the song; they just go through the first set of lyrics. The chorus, once you get past saying Old Lang Syne for the first time in the song, you go into the chorus. And the chorus is, you know, for Old Lang Syne, you know, let's drink a cup of kindness yet or something. You know, there's, you, you do that, and you do that a couple of times. And there's other lyrics to the song, but I, for an example, I posted a, uh, a link to a YouTube video that shows the end of the Frank Capra classic starring uh, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, the It's a Wonderful Life film. You know, It's a Wonderful Life, and at the end of that movie, if you recall, uh, the main character, George Bailey, played by Jimmy Stewart, is a guy that desperately wants to get out of this little town in upstate New York, but never actually is able to get out of that town. He's, his commitments keep him there, and he's doesn't he doesn't have a great life he doesn't think he's not making a lot of money and he's not seeing the world and constant struggle sounds familiar god damn anyway uh and at some point he's in need of help because he has an absent-minded uncle who loses a bunch of money and 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 it's so at the end of the movie you know uh george bailey's wife she heads out she i'm spoiling this movie for you if you haven't seen it's a wonderful life come on uh so she goes out and, and canvasses this, the town and goes to all these people that, that George has helped over the years, and they all come pouring into his house with money. You know, you're out of money, here's some money, you helped us out, and here's some money, here's some money. So they're all giving him money so he can have the amount of money that the bank examiners that show up on Christmas Eve? Seriously? Christmas Eve? 
bank examiners showing up on Christmas Eve. Can't they get a break? Anyway, uh, it's, you know, this... So, this is during... I, the, the movie was set during World War II because uh, um, uh, his brother, younger brother, is uh, a war hero and he's being brought back to Bedford Falls, which is the town. And he comes in toward the end. All the people are there gathered. It's all happy and wonderful, except they're still going to have to find out what happened to the $8,000, I think it was $8,000, that Uncle Billy lost. They're still going to have to find out what happened to that. Okay, fine. The city all came, you know, all these townsfolk all came together to give you money to get you out of this trouble. But what happened to the $8,000? I mean, Mr. Potter isn't going to come clean and say, okay, I took it. Because he did. Because Billy ex accidentally left it in a piece of newspaper that he handed to uh, uh, Mr. Old Evil Mr. Potter. But somebody's going to have to figure out what, what happened to $8,000. I mean, that's, I mean, in the real world, that's what would happen. That's great. You came up with this money, but what happened to that $8,000? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. So anyway, um, George's younger brother gets brought in, and he, George, uh, the brother, I can't remember the brother's first name, but he says, to my brother George, the richest man in town, and then everybody, everybody uh, starts singing Auld Lang Syne. And it takes, it lasts about a minute or something. And they, they, they sing into it and they go into the chorus and all that. That's what you should do. But what did happen on New Year's Eve? You got, you got da 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 that's what they did, except it was it more, a little more drawn out than that. So I was wrong. <laughs> Auld Lang Syne was played, but only half the song was played before they had to stick us with the New York song. New York is great. Ugh. All right. So I have here in my hands here this rustling paper. <laughs> Something that, that leads me... Uh, Leads me to having one of these for this week. <laughs> yeah, another one. Oh, in fact, I'm going to give it another shot. It's oh, so... What do I have in my hands? Something that every American citizen finds so... finds themselves being so happy to find in the mail. I have received a summons for jury duty. <laughs> this is my third time getting jury duty. I got this in the mail today, and I said, I just did jury duty. I just did it. And, you know, and here in Minnesota, when you've served jury duty, uh, you, you won't get called again for four years. If you get called again in that four years' time, you can contact the jury people and say uh, I served in whatever so um, I couldn't do that uh, I mean I, th I just I thought wait a minute I, I just did this so uh, I was able to look it up uh, because because I do show notes and I talked about doing jury duty the last time I did it so I went online go to my go to my blog and I put in jury duty into the search terms things the little thing and I searched it and it turns out I yes I didn't I had jury duty I was correct I had it uh, I talked about it on the uh, the, uh, the the Saturday show my shows are always post on Saturday um, of uh, November 23rd 2013 so it's been over five years motherfuck So come next month, I get a week's worth of jury duty, which means I have to burn three personal days and two vacation days, at least. Hopefully I don't get on a case that lasts for a long time. Uh, I didn't get on a case that's, this, like I said, it's the third time. The first time I did it was in 1996. I can't remember exactly how old I was then. Let me think. Let's do it quick. I was going to turn 32. I managed to go from 18 to almost 32 without having jury duty. 
So how many years is that? Whatever, 14 years? Yeah. So I managed to go that long. And then uh, then I had jury duty again in 2013. That's 17 years. Okay, that's a nice long stretch, but a second time. Now, five years and two months, three months. Three times. I'm going to ask my brother, my older brother, and my sister, and my younger brother. I'm going to say, how many times have you guys been called for jury duty? And if they haven't been called at least once, I'm going to be a little steamed. <laughs> of course, they don't all live in Ramsey County. In fact, I'm the only one who lives in Ramsey County. My older brother lives in, well, yeah, they don't all, I'm the only one who lives in Ramsey County. Ramsey County must love me. There are, there are about 380,000 people that they could choose from in Ramsey County, living in Ramsey County, over the age of 18, that they could choose from. That's probably not exactly that number, because if you get to be 70 and you get jury duty, you can say, look, I'm 70. I'm in my 70s. I don't want to do jury duty. And you can get out of it. My mom, I don't know how many times she had jury duty, but the last time that she got the summons, she was in her 70s, and she just rolled her eyes again. So she called them up and said, hey, I'm whatever I am, 75, whatever she was at the time. And they said, oh, no, no, you're, you're, you're excused. And she hasn't been asked back. And I said, so I have to wait another 16 years before I can say, look, But maybe by that time, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it. And I, I don't, you know, it's just, it's not, it's, I, it's not that I mind it so, I, I don't know. It's just a pain in the ass. God, three times. That's why it's an ARG. Okay, um, well, let's see what time is it. I'm going to take my break now. Um, I'll do it early and get back uh, for the uh, the next segment. That's how it works on this show. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I got jury duty again. I just, what the hell? <sighs> anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network, and uh, I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I will return after this uh, after this short break. I could probably just tell them I'm a skeptic and I won't get on the jury. They don't like skeptics out there. See, I'll tell them. I'll tell you when I get back. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk, Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, what occurred to me as I was going to break uh, about the jury duty thing, I can let them know, you know, when you get, if, if, if I get to the voir dire segment, you know, that's where they get you up there and they start asking you questions and trying to determine whether, determine whether they want you on the jury or not. If I get an opportunity, I can let them know I'm a skeptic, and that I think that, and that I understand that eyewitness testimony is crap. And and if, you know, if I let them know that, they'll say, "Thank you, you're excused." 
<laughs> I have a feeling that, that, that at least I'm hoping that might happen. Because jury, eyewitness testimony really is crap. I mean, we're not good. Our memories are bad. Our perception is bad. We don't, we don't, you know, it's, it, our, it's, it's not good. Oh, it's not, it's not absolutely terrible, but it's not the best evidence there is. And it, but however, um, in our our court system, it's it, it's greatly valued, way overvalued actually, uh, from what it actually is. There is some value to the eyewitness testimony, but it's not. It's not the best evidence. The the more what they say it's just the circumstantial evidence is is better. You know, especially if it's, you know, well, the scientific stuff that they that they can show, um, like DNA and that kind of stuff. That's better than somebody saying they saw a person do it. And you know, and there's you know, how long ago was this really? And you know, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. Uh, I don't have to report until February 11th, which I'm assuming is a Monday. I mean, of course it's a Monday. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm not going to try to weasel out of it or postpone it or anything. You know, it's, and it's interesting that coincidentally, uh, a couple weeks back, the supervisor the, at, uh, at, the, at the janitor service that I, for which I work, uh, he came in and asked me about jury duty stuff because he, he showed me he got this jury selection or summons. And he's in Ramsey County as well. So he's got the same form, except uh, he's supposed to report a couple weeks earlier than because it was a couple weeks ago. And uh, so I helped him fill out the form. He's, um, he's, he's from Laos, and he's lived in the United States for a long, long time. But, you know, his English is, is really good, but he there's sometimes he asks me questions about, you know, to help clarify some things. And um, so I helped him through filling this form out, and I've helped him fill out the part where um, uh, to postpone. And uh, I, because I, he works nights for us, but he also works a day job during the school year. He drives a school bus. During the summer, he doesn't have that job. So uh, he, in the summer, it would work better for him. So I, that's we filled out that form, and hopefully they'll reschedule him and have him do it in the summer. Yeah, but anyway, so then a couple weeks later, I got it. I was thinking at that time, well, you know, I just did this. So, okay, but no, time flies. All right. Um, there's something that I had never done on my social media site. Uh, I've put up pictures of myself, taken by myself. I've done the selfie thing. Uh, I've done, uh, you know, pictures of artwork that I've drawn. I've scanned them in or taken pictures of them and put them on Facebook because, you know, it's kind of nice to have people say, oh, that's a nice drawing. Because I can do it. I can draw a little bit. I'm a, you know, I'm a little, I can draw a little bit. And so, yeah, it's kind of fun to have people look at my stuff and say, that's good. It's, it's, I enjoy that. I mean, who wouldn't like to have somebody say that some work that you've done it looks really good? You know, and, you know, and compliment you on the your abilities and the work that you put into it. That's a good thing to 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 compliment somebody who has a, some sort of artistic talent is to acknowledge the amount of work that they put into it. Uh, and that doesn't mean just that one piece. It means all the the hours that they've worked on their abilities over the years, from being a kid and growing up. You know, just just you know, being a drawer like I am, when I was a kid, just picking up crayons and doing stuff, and to, to getting better at it and working on it and getting better at it and going to art school and learning stuff and getting better at it even after I left art school and just keep, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an amount of work that goes into it. So when you're complimenting somebody on uh, who's artistic, and, and, and that goes across you know, writing songs, playing music, uh, uh, being a uh, photographer, you know, this is the, the art stuff, and even an actor. That's a lot of work that goes in to get to that ability to learn your craft, to learn your how to use the equipment that you work with, how to learn how to, you know, uh, you know, compose an image or to compose a song. It's a lot of work. So instead of just just you know, yes, along with saying that looks great or I love that song, just maybe find a way to say, boy, you can tell that you've really worked on this. You know, you you can tell you've put in some time. 
you know, or, or you give them that, you know, give them a little bit, acknowledge that. I've, I've heard that that's a really good way to compliment somebody who um, has some artistic talent. Now, other than saying, boy, you know, I, I can't draw a stick figure. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, I used to say, when somebody says, I don't know how you can do that, and I look, I'd look at them, and, and this was underselling myself and I, 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 a bit, and I'd say, I don't know how you can't. It, because it's, it's kind of natural to me. It's, that's what it seems. But I forget, even I forget, the amount of time that I spent learning how to do this. So, yeah, and, 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 but, but every now and then, <laughs> every now and then I'm trying to draw something and I just can't get it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, oh, this isn't working. And that, that, that happens once in a while and then you realize, oh, I still got more work to do. I still got to get better. And then you see somebody who's ugh, so good, who does some drawing that's so good, and you just think, oh, that's it. I'm putting my pen away. Forget it. But nope. Keep going. Persevere. Just do the work. Do it because it's, it's fun and you enjoy it. All right, nevertheless. So I, I've done stuff like that. I put that kind of stuff on social media. Uh, I've written blogs. I, I link to those on social media. But there was one thing I've never done on social media, and that was I've never... Posted a picture of a meal that I'm about to eat. I've never done that. I've never taken a picture in my entire life of a meal that I was about to eat. I don't understand exactly why people. I, I suppose I, I get it a little bit. I mean, sometimes somebody goes out to a, a, a fancy restaurant and they, they they put this plate of food in front of them that looks like a work of art. Okay, I guess I can understand taking that picture. I guess. Yeah, it's okay. I get I, that kind of makes sense. I can understand if you if you set out a, a Thanksgiving uh, ta dinner table with you, you got all the food, all the fixings on there. There's the turkey in the middle, and you got mashed potatoes and gravy, and you got sweet potatoes, and you got the stuffing, and you got uh, cranberries, and and you got assorted vegetables, and the shark fin soup, and the and the leg of lamb and and you know the long pork or long pig or whatever you serve on your thanksgivings you got that all laid out you know before everybody sits down to eat that and you take a picture of that table i guess i can understand that's, that's a moment of pride look at the work i did i did a lot of work on this i spent many years learning how to cook and here's a picture okay i guess i can understand that but i personally have never felt compelled to take a picture of some food that I'm about to eat. And I've eaten some food that was good looking on the plate. I've, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I've done that. Never been compelled to do that. And, and I, I, I mentioned that on Facebook once. said I just never, I never felt the urge to take a picture of the of my meal and share it on social media. And then I got some comments of, oh, man, you haven't lived until you've done that. Well, you haven't eaten the best stuff. Look, I've eaten some good meals that looked good on the plate. But I still didn't want to take a picture of it. <laughs> I lived in the moment, enjoyed it. I don't need a picture of this. I'm going to just enjoy it, right? So um, I am a smartass. <laughs> <laughs> I am that. And I've done smart-ass stuff on Facebook. And occasionally, I'll, uh, as, the, as the kids might say, I'll poke the bear. Hey, bear. I'll poke the bear and see if I can get a rise out of it. So in my smart-assery, would that be smart-assholery? I don't know. But in my smart-assness, uh, uh, this past Monday, I went to get some lunch. And I decided I'm going to get McDonald's, and because uh, it's quick and it's it's relatively inexpensive, and I went and got some McDonald's, and I like it. All right, okay, I like how it tastes. It tastes good to me. And so I got the food back, and I thought, okay, let's take a picture. So I pull the camera out of the jar, and I get it all set up. I kind of obscure the 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 logos, but everybody knows it's McDonald's. And I take a picture, and I you know put it up on Facebook and I said all right here you go here's my food ain't it something <laughs> and uh, some people got the joke 
understand I was being a bit of a smartass and and poking at at the internet a little bit and uh, and 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 I was poking the bear and a couple of bears woke up and had to say something. Yeah, uh, they ran from the that's not food. You know, yeah, it's food. It may not be the greatest food, the bestest food, but it's food. So uh, I had that kind of reaction, and uh, then I had um, somebody. Somebody came in to decry the the processed food. How bad processed food is for you? Well, I've got friends that are skeptics. And the friends that are skeptics, and I found this gratifying that a couple of them would 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 step in and say, "Stand back, Jim. You've poked the bear. Now we're going to engage it. <laughs> you just stand back." And and they got into this conversation about processed food and high fructose corn syrup. That's how it's pronounced: fructose, not fructose. High fructose corn syrup. I learned it from Big Picture Science. So hey. And they talked about that, and they and they got, went back and forth. And one person that was very upset about the, my food choices, um, un, uh, not unfriended, but blocked <laughs> one of the guys that came in to handle the bear for me. And I and and as if that poking the bear wasn't enough when I put up the picture, I decided that you know the person that says you don't call it, that's not food, and I'd say look, let's say you were. You were taken away and put in a, a hut somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you're 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 given a starvation diet for a few weeks. Now you're not so far gone that you need medically supervised refeeding once you're rescued. You can just start eating again, but you're hungry that enough, right? And you get rescued, and the only thing they've got is a quarter pounder with cheese meal, which is what I had. Uh, are you going to say, oh no? That's not food. Now I, you know, I realize I'm poking the bear again, and I'm anticipating the 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 response being, well, you're setting up a different scenario. That's well, of course, you know, if you've been starving, you know, even you know, even crap food is is good enough. But well, it's still food. And one of my Facebook friends that was uh, talking about the you know, that was coming to my rescue. Uh, not necessarily rescue, but joining in on engaging the bear, was said this a couple of times. It's bread, it's a meat patty, uh, it's uh, uh, vegetables, there's onions on it, there's uh, some condiment, and there's french fries. And he says, how is that not food? It's not the best food, but it's food. And, and I said, and there's cheese on it, so you got dairy. And I had a Diet Coke, which, believe me, not too long ago, if I would have told myself that I would be drinking Diet Coke with a quarter pounder with cheese meal, I was, really? What the hell happened to me? I don't know. Did I get the diabetes? No. <laughs> but anyway, so it went round and round like that. And, uh, I, and it ended up with the, the best comment. Uh, on the whole thing. Uh, I gotta find it. I wrote it down. A uh, fellow came in, uh, another Facebook friend, who I think is a skeptic as well, says, uh, and boom, just like that, Jim understands why he never posted a picture of his meals before now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, even those even those nice looking meals, they're filled with stuff too. Yeah, the 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 arguing about the processed food. There's a little bit of the naturalistic fallacy going on in there. I mean, whatever takes it further away from its you know, from its naturalness makes it worse. Well, that may be true about McDonald's food. It may be true, although you could. There's there's a bit of the fat and the salt that's in there is a bit high but you could uh, uh, um, Brian Dunning did, I think it was Brian Dunning did a skeptoid on this I think or an in fact video I think it was a skeptoid where he talked about the Big Mac diet he says you could eat a, a Big Mac three times a day don't get the fries 
get the Big Mac, and have an orange along with the Big Mac. And I, and I suppose if you need something to wash it down with, I would add a, you know, a glass of water. I'll, I personally wouldn't add a glass of water because I hate water. Ugh. God, I hate water. I'll drink it if I have to, but ugh. I just, I never like the taste of water. Don't tell me it has no taste. It does. It's called water taste. That's its taste, and I don't like it. Okay? It, it's easily, easily erased when you put flavor into it. I understand that, but when you drink water, it's just, there's just, I never liked it. Even as a kid, just never liked it. Anyway, so you could take the Big Mac and an orange and eat that three times a day. Don't eat anything else. You'll be under the number of calories that's that's suggested for uh, average adults uh, by our government. Uh, something like 2,000 calories. I think you'd be under that, so you'd lose weight. You would lose weight. But you'd get pretty much everything you need. Now you get a little bit more salt than you need in a diet in your diet, and a little more fat, but not much more than than what people get in their diets anyway. And if you're going out to a fancy restaurant, there's plenty of salt in that food. There's plenty of fat in that food too. And yes, it might really look good. So and and don't get me don't try to get me to be a raw food person because I'm not going to do that. All right, uh, human beings have uh, settled all over the world. And they adopted, adapted their food diets to the environment they were in. And we can do that. Now, yeah, I shouldn't make McDonald's a staple of my diet, but what's wrong with having some McDonald's? It's, I mean, once in a while? Once a week? So, you know, that's kind of what I do once a week. Yeah, I should probably knock it down a little less, but the stuff I have at home isn't necessarily that much better. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to eat more fruit and, and stuff, but, you know, anyway. And here's another thing, and I've noticed this in these ads, and I don't, I could be completely wrong, but I'm just going to throw this out there. They have these ads where they, they it's, a, it's a diet program. It's like Weight Watchers or something, and, you, and they have all these meals that you can eat, and they show them on the TV, and they look great. They look like great meals. You know, they're artistically pleasing to look at. Uh, but I, you know, I look at them and I, th I think about it. I say, yeah, those are great, but you know, and they probably are much better for you as far as caloric intake and that, and that sort of thing if you're trying to lose weight. And it says, but you know, it looks like if I was, if I, if you eat that kind of food, you got to get used to being a little bit hungry all the time because <laughs> the portions aren't going to be big and it's a lot of vegetable stuff inside. And I think you would probably burn through that quicker than something substantial like McDonald's. All right, I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I shall return uh, shortly. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel, such as gasoline powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. If this station's not your cup of tea... Then drink coffee. 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 Coffee.
Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, quick little cool thing. I'm not going to have a bunch of cool, three cool things this week. Just a quick one little cool thing. Um, the uh, art show. I did a uh, I did a piece of art for uh, an art show that's being um, held in a in a vinyl record store in Minneapolis. It's uh, the store is called Solid Solid State Vinyl. And uh, I was invited to do a piece for it, and uh, I, I don't know if I talked about it, but um, the the task is to take an album cover, an existing album cover, and do something artistic with the cover. Uh, I I could have done more than one piece, but I just I did the one. And what I did was I took a, a, an album cover that was uh, from. Uh, a Disneyland record called The Chilling, Thrilling Sounds of the Haunted House, and I converted it to The Thrilling Sounds of the House. And the illustration on the cover of the album has a haunted mansion, and uh, you know it's a night scene with gravestones and all that, and I, I cleaned it all up, turned it into a nicer-looking mansion with rose bushes in the front, not gravestones, green grass, blue sky, and a leafed-out tree. I think I did talk about it last week a little bit. Anyway, so my piece is one of about 30 or so pieces in there. It's a fairly modest little show in a, in a smallish record store. But uh, if you're in the Twin Cities area, anytime between uh, now and uh, March 29th of 2019, who knows when you're listening to this show. You might be listening to this in the future. Well, if you are, well, okay, it's gone. But uh, there's some interesting stuff there. And the guy who invited me to this to take part in this. He was the one that arranged the show. He also put in a few pieces. He put in, I think, six. And one of them, <laughs> one of them was the cover of the album uh, Quadrophenia by The Who. <laughs> and he completely obscured all the artwork on it, except on the front of the cover, there's a, there's a kid on a scooter. His back is to the camera, and the scooter has a bunch of mirrors on it. And in each of the four mirrors that you can see, uh, is a is a picture of one of the members of the band, the Who, and so what he did was he just painted all these circles around and and, and went right down to the one mirror that shows Roger Daltrey's face. He's the lead singer guy. That's on the front cover, and it's a double album, so it opens up. It's like a gatefold thing, so it opens up. So on the back cover, he put some other design, and he left an open circle around the word "boy" from the song titled "Bell Boy." So. That's all you see of the album cover. Everything else is obscured <laughs> by the art. I actually, uh, my piece used the initial art to to create the art that I made of it. So, anyway, that opened today. So, you know, check it out if you can. I think there'll be a blog about it. And if there is a blog, I talked to somebody that says they were, I'd do a blog for the store. So if that shows up, I'll try to get it uh, posted. Uh, if not in this week's show notes, I'll try next week. Anyway, so that's one cool thing. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. How much time have I got to get through this? Uh, I got some time. Uh, I allow myself the indulgence of checking out one celebrity gossip snarky site. Uh, it's called What Would Tyler Durden Do? Now, Tyler Durden is the name of the character that Brad Pitt played in the film Fight Club. Not sure why they picked him, but they just did. And it is a snarky site. It's the, 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 the people who write for it you know, are poking fun at celebrity. And uh, uh, so I, I, I check that out each day. I read through the headlines. And if an article looks interesting, I might read the article. But otherwise, I just check and see what kind of snarky stuff they're doing. And recently, and I'll link to this on the show notes, uh, one of their contributors, a fellow named, uh, uh, well, could be a gal, a person named uh, Sam Robeson, uh, posted what they considered to be uh, the, the five sexiest music videos of all time. And I thought, okay, let's take a look at this. And uh, I'll tell you what they had on there. I'll go from uh, I'll go f I'll do it in uh, you know a countdown style. Number five uh, was a video by the band uh, Fountains of Wayne, which 
they're pretty good. I mean, there's a couple songs by them, this one included, that I think are pretty good. Uh, they have another song called Red Dragon Tattoo, which I like. It's, 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 it's right up my alley as far as uh, the kind of music I like. Anyway, so the song that, found, that the Fountains of Wayne have come up with for this video, it, the song is Stacy's Mom. And it's, a, it's about Stacy's mom being hot. Stacy's mom has got it going on. And uh, they have, uh, they have uh, uh, an actress model playing Stacy's mom. I don't know who she is, but you know she's, she's been a little bit augmented on the top. It's fairly obvious. But you know she's in good shape, and she's about she's in her 30s. She looks like she's in her 30s, that's, which I was found a little impressive, actually, that she's older. In fact, that's a theme on this one. Um, and there's a there's a couple of kids, you know, there's kids in there that are about 14, and Stacy is about 14. Uh, there's a couple moments in there where they do their best not to appeal to the pervs with the with the girl with Stacy. You know, they were the attention's supposed to be on her mom, which is where my attention was. But it's a, there's a couple. Eh, they're trying hard to make sure that it doesn't appeal to pervs, but you know pervs are going to like it anyway. But there's a moment where she's wearing heart-shaped glasses, and I think that's that, that's a that, that Stacy, the girl. I think that's a, um, a reference to Lolita. Uh, there are some other references in this one. Uh, Stacy's mom does all kinds of things in the video that that just drives this one kid, who's apparently the the protagonist of the song, a, a, a boy about 14, he's seeing her come home from work and she's getting undressed in her bedroom and you can see her doing that. And then the video ends up with a moment that is pulled from Fast Times at Ridgemont High where the, the Phoebe Kate scene in the red bikini, Judge Reinhold comes home from a bad day at work, uh, sees that uh, his, his sister, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, has her hot friend, uh, played by Phoebe Cates, over swimming in the pool, and he heads into the bathroom and he starts watching Phoebe and uh, <clears throat> starts abusing himself. And there's a fantasy sequence we see in the film where Phoebe Cates gets out of the pool and tells Brad how much she always thought he was hot or something like that, and then she walks toward him and she opens up her top and we see her, we see her breasts. It's one of the greatest moments in cinema history. Anyway, uh, she then... Uh, uh, Phoebe's character then catches uh, Judge Reinhold, his character, uh, in the bathroom. And he says, doesn't anybody have to knock anymore? Hey, lock the door, pal. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so there's a little, there's a reference at the end of the video to that. And the way it ends, um, Stacy catches the her, what she thinks is her boyfriend. She catches him and she thinks that he's, that she has a look on her face that seems to think it seems to look as though she thinks he's thinking of her but it's actually her mom all right it's kind of a sexy video it's sexy-ish i guess the fourth one is this thing but white stripes and their song it's a cover song i just don't know what to do with myself and it's got kate moss doing a pole dance i've never been a fan of the pole dance i just don't understand i don't you know when i see back in the day i did go to strip clubs i mean when i was in my 20s I went to strip clubs, and they didn't have the pole back in those days. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing back then. Uh, and I found out, I should look and see if this is absolutely true, but I did find out from a friend of the show that the pole, actually, there's, it's a casing that goes around the pole that stays st solid, but the casing spins so that they're not tearing their skin off while they're doing the twirls around the pole. But, I don't know, the acrobatics, it's never interested me. When I was going to strip clubs, I wanted to see naked ladies. Okay, didn't want to see them doing aerobics. Um, and, and didn't want them just on the pole. Just didn't bother. It, I didn't get it. So, but that was me. I was a lech and terrible person. Uh, it, so, it, it's got Kate Moss doing a pole dance thing, and Kate Moss is about 30 in this video, which I think, you know, Interesting. This guy thinks a third, you know, because she's not, you know, she's pretty good looking still. Uh, anyway, uh, it's black and white video. It's kind of neat. Next one, number three, Benny Benassi. Benny Benassi, uh, and the song Satisfaction. Oh boy, this one. <laughs> okay, the this this one. I don't know. I don't know if it's lurid or sexy or if it's lurid because it's just 
women scantily dressed working with power tools and they're all wet they're all wet their skin is all wet because there's something about wet skin on a person uh, in my case on women that just looks something about it I remember there's there's a story from old Hollywood when the code was coming in and they couldn't show uh, so much lingerie women in lingerie kind of stuff and they couldn't you know, any nudity that might happen or get really close to happening had to be shut down and uh, some mogul at the time was being told the rules he said well can we get them can we get them wet and then the bath scene started happening and women be wet and it's for something about it I don't know but just something and it's just it's just you watch if you I'll link to the Tyler Durden post on this and then you can watch the videos if you like and um, it's, I mean, it's it's pretty blatant. <laughs> it's it's pretty blatant. Sexy. Now all the women in there are in their twenties. There's, there's there's I don't think there's anybody that's. They might be coming in close to thirty, but they're not up there. Number four. There's a band I never heard of called Lit. Uh, they're supposed to be like a punk band from the late eighties. I didn't know of them. And they, to me, in the video, they look kind of like the, you know, the, uh, the Limp Bizkit douchebag kind of band. There's, I, sorry, I, I know it's not fair, but the the way they, the facial hair on the band members, just had that sort of, you know, d bag look. I, I, that maybe that's not fair of me. Uh, this, and they are, um, they are the size. They're like Lilliputians. They're tiny little guys playing this song. The song's called Miserable. And they, the stage they're playing on is Pamela Anderson, who was 32 or so at the time. She was in her 30s anyway, uh, or close to, uh, 30 or something. She was around there. And she's wearing a white bikini, and she's got these impossibly tall platform high heel shoes. I don't, and she walks around in them just fine. But Pamela Anderson, she never did much for me either. Um, when she first hit the scene, before she got all plasticized, you know, the plastic boobs and the plastic face and all that, you know, before that happened, she would look pretty fresh and, and yeah. But after that, just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't kick her out of my bed. I'd find somewhere else to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 you sleep there, I'll go on the couch. So uh, anyway, so they she's they're they're playing you know that she's laying on her stomach and they're playing on her butt, they're standing on her butt and you know they, and at some point she ends up eating the band members. It's I I don't know sexy. Yeah. This leads to number one, the number one thing, and it was a video by Metallica, and it's another cover song, and this one is "Turn the Page" by Bob Seger, which I never liked Bob Seger. And I'm not a huge fan of Metallica. I have some respect for them, but they're just not quite my music. And the song features, uh, well into her 30s, Ginger Lynn Allen, who used to do porn in the 80s. And she looks her age. She doesn't look bad. And she's playing a character who is a stripper by day and a sex worker by night. And she has, she's a single mom. She has a daughter who looks to be about 12 that she brings along with her. You know, she goes to her strip club job during the day and the daughter just hangs out in the dressing room and then they come back and then the daughter has to hide in a back room of the motel room that, that she lives in and she brings a, a, a John back and he ends up beating her. And it's a long-form video and it is... It is not safe for work because you get to see Ginger Lynn Allen totally naked. And I mean totally. When she's doing her stripping, you see the top, you see the bottom front, and the bottom back. And it's it's strange. I don't, you know, when this guy who, or the person who wrote this bit and picked this as their number one sexiest video, they... The headline says sexy only, but he also mentioned that he likes the snart of the skanky sort. And I guess that would be, that would qualify if you want to say, you know, use those kinds of terms. But there's something about that video that reminded me of why I stopped going to strip clubs. It just started to feel just bad. I just, I just didn't like how I, it just, ugh. 
sure, I like looking at naked women, but it's just... There was one time... Um, went to a strip club in Wisconsin. And this the, the women didn't have to be behind glass. They could be completely naked. Here in St. Paul, they have to be behind glass. And there's a whole reason for that. And I might, It's because they can't be in the same address and stripping as a place that serves alcohol. So what they do is the, they buy a building and they have two addresses for the building and the one side is a, they call it a dance studio and the other side's the bar and the wall in between is a glass wall. And so the, you know that's how they get around it. And um, in Wisconsin, they don't have such a rule. And there was one place that we would go to and if you get up to the front row with this, it's a runaway sort of situation, there's an etiquette to the guy sitting up there. If you get up to go to the bathroom or to get a beer or something like that, you lean your chair forward. And that tells people that that's not an empty space, that somebody's coming back. And the guy put his money up in front of where he was sitting. The stripper was at the further end of the, uh, of the uh, walkway. And, um, you know, she, he figured it'd be a while before she got back to him, so he went to go to the bathroom or something. He puts his chair up. His money is still sitting there. And, you know, we're not taking his money or anything. We're honest people. And... She just comes along, she sees the money, and she does a dance for an empty chair. She didn't know. And we start laughing. We point it out to her. You know, everybody across the points, and then she goes, oh, oh, ha, 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 That's how detached this particular woman had to be in doing what she did. And I, that was something that just took, it maybe not immediately, but I started, it just started, that really got me thinking uh i just this uh, this doesn't feel right i'm just you know i mean if you're into it uh, just uh it just didn't feel right and i didn't want to be one of these old guys that acted so uh so if you watch the video with ginger lynn allen you will see her acting better than she's acted in anything in porn except for when she's performing the sex uh then she's pretty good and i've seen her i yes i've seen her but she went into mainstream acting. She was in NYPD Blue, you know, on a couple of shows there, and she's been in some other stuff. And her acting was okay, but in this, she's demonstrating a co cognitive dissonance. She's trying to put on the brave face that she's proud of what she does, and she's, you know, she starts off. I've always been an exhibitionist, and and you know, and I guess I just wanted to entertain, you know, that kind of thing. And at the end, she's saying. I wouldn't change my choices. They've made me the person I am. And throughout the video, you see that she's not happy with the choices she's made and that if she was really honest with herself, she would have made different choices, I think. I think. But, you know, life happens to people. And it's, she does a really good job in that video. Ugh. But it's, yeah. Oh, well. Sorry to be ending on such a downer, but you... <laughs> It's, uh, uh, it's, it, you know, things happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, Good there's, night, oh, there she is. Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, sorry about it. It's kind of a downer ending. But uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Sea Talk Radio Network at SeaTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Remember that extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence and that you should be skeptical and that you should also sleep with the lights off. Good night. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to hell. hell.